0: Hello and welcome to Jiu-Jitsu Red to Blue. I'm Tish Durkin, and this episode is a summertime short. Not a fully formed counter-argument to MAGA, but just an easy breezy stroll down this week's stretch of political beach. It's a crowded beach, and a highly integrated one, too. It's got Barbie and Ken and real-life moms and daughters who play or have played with them, plus millions of African Americans, present day and from the time of Slavery all these females and all these Black people as they really are or were, and as they are imagined by MAGA. In the near future, I will have a full episode on the recently released, widely reviled Florida State Standards for the Teaching of African American History, on which I do not want to weigh in definitively until I've had a chance to read them in their entirety. What I want to talk about today is the strange combination of controversies that has just sprung up due to the coincidental timing of the announcement of the Florida standards and the release of the Barbie movie. This, to me, is our current American political farce in a nutshell, and I do mean nut. Here we have yet another instance in which the right is making a great big deal about an issue that is either non-existent or that should rank around number 9,432, if anywhere, on the list of things that ought to worry this country, while at the same time lambasting and ridiculing the left for voicing serious concern about a serious matter. In this latest example, MAGA is having an absolute conniption fit about the Barbie movie, while telling the rest of us to calm down and quit complaining about the depiction of slavery as presented to schoolchildren. The anti-Barbie backlash runs on two tracks. Number one, it is Chinese propaganda. And number two, it is a brazen feminazi assault upon not only the traditional American family, but the very idea that men and women should live together and love each other. Even in these vitriolic times, I don't like to call anyone or anything stupid, but honest to God, the Chinese propaganda thing is way too intellectually subpar to be written as a skit on Saturday Night Live. U.S. Senators Ted Cruz and Marsha Blackburn and Representatives Mike Gallagher and Mark Green, among others, have accused the film of brainwashing Americans into accepting the Central Committee of the Communist Party's territorial claims in the South China Sea because a cartoonish map, shown for a matter of seconds, supposedly depicts the so-called nine-dash line favored by Beijing. If I thought this were worth getting into, I would point out the irony of these conservatives joining in the howls of the communist government of Vietnam, which has banned the film, but this whole thing is so ridiculous, I cannot be bothered. For a taste of the right-wing reaction on the gender relations front, consider joining the 2.3 million-plus viewers who have seen conservative Ben Shapiro's YouTube diatribe, which begins with Ben setting Barbie and Ken on fire in her pink car and gets increasingly unhinged from there. Ben spends more than 40 minutes bloviating about what a man-hating abomination the film is. In fact, he is so upset about how unwholesome and inappropriate its gags and one-liners are for moms and their 7- and 8-year-old daughters, whom he presumes to be the target audience, that he could not capture the offensiveness without being bleeped 18 times for his own profanity. I must admit, having seen the movie, I don't disagree with some of Shapiro's points about its internal flaws as a story, and in the end, I did find it sort of muddled as to what the moral is. That said, given Ben's general view of history and society, I do take his portrayal of the politics with a grain of salt. For example, you may think that it was through the shedding of immeasurable blood, sweat, and tears over the centuries that women have made great strides toward equality in society. But it turns out, We just had to ask the nice men who were running everything to give us more power. Get a load of this.
1: Let me just digress briefly here in how women actually achieved power in Western civilization. The answer is that they lobbied men and men gave it to them. That is the actual answer as to how women achieve power in Western civilization. The amendment to the Constitution that allowed women to vote was passed solely by men because women couldn't vote. It turns out there are a lot of good-hearted men out there who like women and who want women to be able to live lives that they want. It turns out that many of us are husbands and fathers. Many of us have daughters. Many of us love the people we're married to. It turns out that that actually describes a huge number of Western men, that we are not your enemies. And yet the entire premise of the movie is that what actually happened in the feminist movement is that women seized the power away from the men. I'm sorry to break it to you, ladies. It ain't true. It ain't true.
0: Yikes, this guy's only 39 years old. He's a graduate of Harvard Law School and his YouTube channel alone has more than 6 million subscribers. Anyway, that's the general mindset from which flows his take on the Barbie movie's politics, which is basically...
1: The basic sort of premise of the film, politically speaking, is that men and women are on two sides of a divide and they, and they hate each other. And literally the only way you can have a happy world is if the women ignore the men and the men ignore the women. That seems to be the, the final outcome of this film.
0: Now, as you may very well know by now, in the movie, Barbie Land is a land where all the power is held by women, the Barbies, and all the powerlessness is endured by the men, or the Kens. The Barbies are doctors and astronauts and Supreme Court justices, and one of them is the president, and the Kens just stand around looking good while craving approval from the Barbies. Then the two travel to the real world, where Barbie is horrified and Ben delighted to find this situation to be basically reversed. It's not the most subtly made point in the history of cinema, but it rings pretty true, and so it makes a pretty good joke. But it's a joke that the Ben Shapiros of the world cannot and will not take. Hear this, ladies.
1: I find it upsetting when material that is based on children's IP, and marketed to little girls, actually ends up being angry feminist claptrap that alienates men from women, undermines basic human values, and promotes falsehood all at the same time.
0: So there we have it. In the mind of the American right, Barbie director Greta Gerwig, aided and abetted by her self-hating male co-writer husband Noah Baumbach, has committed a crime against the free world and against the cause of gender harmony in America. Meanwhile, there was the issuance of those Florida history standards, which went instantly viral over two elements in particular. First, a direction that middle school students be taught that enslaved people learn skills that, quote, could, in some instances, be applied for their personal benefit. And second, that when learning about such episodes as the 1920s race massacres in Tulsa and Rosewood, which were unprovoked mass murderous assaults against entire Black communities, students learn about violence perpetrated by African Americans as well as violence perpetrated on African Americans. In response, many Democrats went ballistic, And in fairness, a handful of Republicans cried foul as well. Vice President Kamala Harris flew to Florida to denounce these provisions in person, while two GOP presidential candidates, Senator Tim Scott and former Congressman Will Hurd, as well as Representatives Byron Donalds, Wesley Hunt, and John James, all African Americans themselves, also took serious umbrage. Harris and company were accused of lying, exaggerating, taking innocent lines out of context while the DeSantis campaign, in yet another of its many recent strokes of brilliance, accused four of the five black Republicans currently serving in Congress of siding with the woke mob against the people of Florida. A few points of comparison here. First of all, Barbie is a doll, and the Barbie movie is a movie. No American is required to buy a Barbie or have a Barbie nor to see the movie, the production of which involved no government input or funding. Although, having made more than three quarters of a billion dollars globally in one week, it does seem to be just the sort of private sector profit generator that Republicans used to like. No question this movie, like all movies, absolutely should come in for whatever criticism or analysis anyone wants to throw at it, all the more because it is such a massive hit. But as a legitimate source of political outrage— It is not in the same league as a government-promoted school curriculum centered upon America's original sin. Because, of course, every child in Florida will be subjected to those history standards. Everyone who formulated those standards was acting in a public capacity on a project undertaken on the public dime. Governor Ron DeSantis credibly claims not to have been directly involved in the creation of those standards. But he did stir the anti-woke mentality and engineer the anti-woke legislative framework that enabled those standards, which he has certainly dug his heels into defending. And while his campaign could definitely stand to borrow a little buzz from Barbie, DeSantis is a major candidate for president. And here's another thing. Even if one strips all the fun out of the Barbie movie and insists upon treating it solely in terms of social commentary— it still deals with social injustices that are less searing to the American soul than the injustices at issue in those Florida educational standards. Now, that is saying a lot. I've just finished blasting Ben Shapiro for belittling the challenges inherent in American womanhood. Far, far be it from me to argue that the status of women in this country should count as anything less than the stuff of fundamental, essential, definitional examination, discussion, action. But if Shapiro is wrong to dismiss the ongoing struggle of women, his confreres on the right are wretched to soft-pedal the sin of slavery. Except as regards the double-whammy subjugation of the black female, the oppression of women, while real, does not constitute the same lethal level of poison still being released into the American bloodstream as a result of the total dehumanization of the enslaved." Even back in the days when white women were quite literally owned by their fathers, brothers, or husbands, the law accorded them a degree of humanity and at least allowed their fathers, brothers, and husbands, if so inclined, to accord them a degree of autonomy that was unknown to enslaved people increasingly less known, in fact, as time went on, and developments from the end of the slave trade to the invention and adoption of the cotton gin to the success of the slave revolt in Haiti conspired to make the reality of slavery more uniformly brutal and onerous and forbidding of individual acts of enlightenment or benevolence on the part of this or that slaveholder. Not less. But that's for a more detailed historical episode. For this summertime short, suffice it to say... MAGA is stark raving mad to fixate on a movie about a doll, while the rest of us are stark raving right to focus on the real-life drama of how America's absolute harshest truth is told. Thanks for listening. Tune in for more of Jiu-Jitsu Red to Blue. New episodes drop every Thursday morning.